Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. Guys good, going, right? good, mate. Good. What's Very happening? Good. I thought we better do something with COVID now. Looks like uh, we're copying another two weeks. Yeah, yeah crazy. Oh yeah. man, so what does that mean? That well, means we're... that we're not out of here for another two months. Yeah, no, nah, fuck, it won't be two weeks. So, you guys reckon it'll continue through August as well? Yeah, it's all, it's all because of all those guys in Bankstown. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> Are you recording yet, brother? I'm just going to make a phone call. Are you recording? Yeah, it's recording. Yeah, I'll make a phone call while we're on the air. That'll be good. Yeah, okay. Easy ringing his mate in Bankstown, he is. So (laughs) get back indoors, you bastard. (laughs) No, there's a case in Kalani Bow, so you better watch out. Oh, Oh, they come from Bankstown. Don't worry, they're on holidays in Bankstown. (laughs) Mate. According to Sean Pratt, yeah, his mate's got COVID. Oh, bullshit. Oh, anyway. It came down from Tukli. Bloody Central Coasties. Uh, Sad stuff, sad stuff. Oh, well, okay, so uh, how are we going to do this format? Um, it's probably something we're going to do on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be good for the moment to be able to uh, not only give back to our salespeople, but maybe also to those uh, listeners of ours so that they get a little bit more news on a weekly basis. I just listed a property for a business consultant and yeah. a business mentor who drinks a lot of wine and he... Wants a link to the podcast, but seeing about I just listed his property, I'm not going to uh... <laughs> wait until you've sold it. <laughs> no, I'm going to wait till the cooling off. Period. Cooling off. Period. <laughs> uh, I've literally just come from there. So. <laughs> I'll be our first one in Cowan as long as I get through till five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. We'll be all right. <laughs> You'll be right, mate. No, yeah. that's nice. All right. So uh, let's have a look. We all have our way. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, we're going to have to talk about our wine, um, but um, slowly, right? <laughs> and I bought six <laughs> bottles, bro. <and laughs> it's state of origin night, and I don't have to go anywhere. So and I've got a garage full of it, so we're ready to <laughs> go. <laughs> you see, who's bringing up the garage? Mate, yeah, I had to get it before you bastards, seriously. <laughs> Strap yourself in, and uh, we're on for a show today. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let's start. So what? Let's start with you. Actually, Meg, the ladies first. So which one did you have? Today I bought a bottle of Briar Ridge Merlot. So yeah. it's, I don't know if you can see it's a Hunter Valley wine. Um, it's a 2017 Merlot, and yeah, I've I had it. I've only had it once at a tasting, and it was really nice. It's a. It's one of their limited release um, brands. Yes. Um, like editions. Um, and yeah, thought I'd bring it along today and drink it all to myself. Okay. What, what year, what year? 17. All right. Because we, we still competed with you. What did it score on uh, Vivina? I didn't look it up. Uh, well, you oh, have to look shit. it up. Yeah, it'll be, no, don't worry, it'll be a 5.7 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> it 
And it only goes to five, right? Yeah, five point seven out of five, and that's why she she saved it for one when not around. <laughs> you know what? I was just going to bring a bottle of Moscato because I thought I don't have anyone to impress today. I don't give a shit if I come last, but um, no, I thought I better better give it a red hot go. Oh no, we, have, we, we we didn't tell you the person who comes last actually has to shout a bottle to everyone. <laughs> I'm not coming last today, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about you, Chris? What have you got? Well, I was very strategic in my purchase this time, so um, I got well, a bottle of I got a bottle of uh, Tobrek, uh, the Stewie. Oh, dude, wow, that is a good one. And uh, it was fifty dollar limit, yeah. Uh, well, funnily enough, Cam, uh, I'm a very good negotiator, and it's not what it's sold for; it's what it's, I pay for it. You're and I showed the I showed the guy what I wanted to buy, and he's gone. What's it say on the app? I said forty nine ninety nine. He goes, "I'll drop it to that price." I didn't even ask him, so I paid forty nine ninety nine for it, and yeah, it's rated. Mate, it's called strategy. Four point four on Vivino, uh, forty eight. Forty eight uh, rating. Oh, I quit. Yeah, forty-eight uh, ratings, and it's rated at a four, four point four. What is oh, it? What style of wine is it? Uh, I don't know if you can see yeah, that. Torbreak, mate. Yeah. Torbreak. It's a Shiraz. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. It's a Shiraz. Two thousand, two thousand and nineteen Shiraz. Whoa! Wow. Okay. Well, too young to drink that one. Way too yeah. young. Yeah. It what, tastes what good, though. Of, what a waste of money. I'm <laughs> 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 not like, what. Oh, you, you bars is not drinking it, so I'm not wasting it. That one, that one should have waited the, until the end of COVID, I think. And, um... <laughs> it was the last bottle in the shop, too, believe it or not. Uh, what about you, Ken? No, I quit. Nah. <laughs> Keep throwing your toes around. Oh, fuck it, out of here. That's a strategic move. <laughs> yeah, no. well, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so I can get away with saying this. She chose my wine today. <laughs> She's standing behind you. Don't was, throw her under the bus. I was, I was running that, out of time. So I that is disgusting, to, putting his yeah. wife under I the bus. I sat her down to Dan Murphy's beer instructions. No, can't be $50, Chris. Okay, uh, Kev, you're going to have to say it again because I lost you there, man. Dan Murphy's that's over. Uh, you glitched. You glitched. When did I glitch? At the start. Yeah. So, so you sent it so, to Dan Murphy's with an order of... As soon as you said your wife, yeah. That, yeah I sent wrong. my wife to Dan Murphy's with clear instructions, which was to win on Vivino and not spend over $50. So uh, I don't think we've won on Vivino, and I just saw the receipt for $386. So um, <laughs> my instructions weren't very clear. It must be where I go wrong with my staff. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so what did we, so we say? Well, we bought a few, but I've chosen a uh, Cambria Estate Winery Catherine's Vineyard 2018 Chardonnay from California. It's mm. in the uh, Santa Maria Valley in California. We've had a bit of luck with some California wine, so I had that or a Penfolds to choose from that was also a 2018. So I went with this. It's only a, it's a lowly 3.8 on Vivino, so... Um, it's not going to knock very hard. I don't know. You won't get many white wines that are recent that are over four on a, on Vivino. So. Oh wow! Um, it looks like you, your your last then because uh, Megan is three point nine. No, didn't she have a four? Yeah, no, she said it uh, was four. Four point. Uh, four, Chris, four point, yeah, four point four for me. Oh well, as I said, I'm in trouble. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that you've lost. Definitely not my wife's fault. I just want to make that very clear to everybody. (laughs) My my wine this week is a Jeff Merrill Merrill Reserve. Reserve, uh, 2013. 2013 for under 50 bucks. Yeah, $49 exactly. And it's scored. Oh, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking ripped off, man. I'm calling. I'm calling New South Wales government on all these. You're all. I reckon. Oh, I reckon Charlotte. Proof. I reckon Charlotte's doctored that uh, screen. I reckon now, she's created many, the stars herself. I reckon. The, the trick is how many reviews there are. If he's the only person who bought the bottle of wine, and he how many reviews? Four and a half. Yeah. How many reviews? Twenty-five ratings. Yeah. Uh, mine's got forty-eight. Yeah. Uh, I get at least uh, another three points for that. See, and, got, and, and mine is a legit under fifty. It says. Can you read? Yeah, yeah. Mine's, mine's legit $49.99. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I think mine was $12. That might have been really <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I have my cheese. Yeah. And I have my crackers. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah, I've got my uh, salami here. No chocolate, though. I'm a bit disappointed in that. I brought, I brought some chocolate just because I knew you'd ask. <laughs> Good. All right. Okay, so let's go get into our first subject, guys. <laughs> Cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, yeah, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Happy uh, lockdown. Yeah. That'd that be nice Thomas. be waiting for me. Yeah. Should have yeah, opened no, it up. Right yeah, that'd be nice. Megan. Cheers, guys. Salute. Chris. Salute. Cam. Cheers, Meg. Oh, Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> uh, if we're going to do this every week... Uh, are we going to do it on a Thursday or are we going to, what are we going to do? We're recording, mate. Can we talk about this off the air? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, man. You fucking idiot. The podcast has been going for 10 minutes. I, re- I reckon yeah, he right started yeah. earlier. He yeah. started so earlier. I was, I was reading no, his no, WhatsApp. Look, the, bottle, the bottle's hardly, look, uh, no, his, there's only one glass gone. I was reading his WhatsApp message earlier oh, trying to get off, it into shut English. Up. I asked Siri to translate it into English for me and it said four glasses Listen, deep. I work in bank, Bankerstown. Bankerstown. I told you that. Oh, you poor buggers. How are you going down there, man? All I hear is Bankstown in the news, and it's not for stealing cars or giving women a hard time. So it's something different. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit difficult. I mean, customers are, are really a lot are quite standoffish at the moment, trying to book appointments and so forth. And they really put up the barrier saying after COVID, after COVID. So I think it's got a bit of a fright into everyone with this new um, ad campaign that's going about and the the police presence and so forth. So but you, guys are right in the, you guys are right in the thick of it, eh? Like we're, yeah. I mean, we're all, all of us here in the, in the yeah. greater Sydney region. How dare we? But you yeah. guys are right in the middle of it. So. Yeah, we're a, we're a hot spot. Um, they're saying that if uh, we should be getting, everyone in the, our area should be getting tested every seven days. And just over from us, a few suburbs over is Fairfield. And they're saying every three days for people in Fairfield to be tested. So it's... it's Have you it's, been it's, tested, mate? Yeah, funnily enough, um, when we we first went into lockdown, Rita had been working in the city. So one night I said to the Rita, I said, that's it, let's go up to the local testing place up here in Barton Ridge from where I live. Uh, we went up at half past seven. There was like two cars in front of us and got tested. That was about three weeks ago. But that was, that was definitely on a Friday. negative because I'm looking at my computer screen. You don't look well. <laughs> that's me normally, mate. That's me natural. <laughs> I'm sure if we could see your face, you'd be a shining light no, of health. Mate, you would, right? I'm in the dark. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Because so what was surprising to me is how quick the results come back. Um, we got them back that two o'clock that morning. So we were up there like eight o'clock at night, six hours later, uh, two o'clock next morning. We had. Uh, they're not testing them, mate. They're just running around. No, we had the results. They're not back. testing them. Yeah, I know. They just run them around the block and bring back. And you just <laughs> pull, the fucking, pull a result out You're of You're a that. shocker. Nah, bullshit, mate. We went from no one in hospital to 7,000 people in hospital overnight. I haven't seen one of them yet. Fucking. Anyway. Uh, we're doing that we're not doing that segment yet <laughs> okay let's let's start with our serious segment first mr hey hey by the way cam is the only guy that's testing morning and night they're the only test he's ever passed in his life they're all coming back positive <laughs> Mate, if only my hsc was this easy <laughs> hey, i might not be stuck in real estate with you all right uh. Let's go back to our stoic, which today we're going to do two months in one. So November and December, and then we're going to say goodbye to this book. So let's do the fir first, uh, let's do the first 10 days. Who's got something special out of November? November in general is very much about, um, it gets a bit repetitive, but it's just about not being able to control what happens to us, but control on the response when something happens to us, isn't it? And that's, Pretty much the general theme of the month, I think, which flows into yeah. December. Um, yeah, I, I got I got something a bit different. Where de December talks about life and, and how short it is, yeah. I think no November talks a little bit about just just do your best, give it your best. Like no November two, for example, when they say everything we could think of has been done, the troops are fit, everyone's doing his best. The answer is in the lap of the gods, and that was. Eisenhower, uh, when he was writing about the troops. And what it is on November 2nd is in life, all you can do is do your best. After that, it's, it doesn't matter what happens. It's out of your control. That's what he's trying to say. It's not I think. up to you anymore. Yeah, and even I love the line on, um, on the first one, on day one, which says um, something happened that we wish hadn't, which is easier to change our opinion or the event that is in the past. Um, a lot of us don't understand that we're, we're in complete control of what happens to us, not because we control the event, but because we control our reaction to it. Yeah, Anybody good. else? Good chat, guys. Well done. <laughs> I got, uh, I got nothing. for me, November 3rd, it was uh, just following doctor's orders. And what I took away from that was um, everyone's journey is their own. I mean, uh, I think we prescribe too often to the the masses and the thought process of what we should be doing when i think everyone's individual needs and wants are very unique to themselves um and life happens to us uh, sorry for us not to us so we need to be able to you know go with the punches and you know really enjoy the victories that's what i got from that oh, that's nice i didn't get i didn't get much out of the start of november to be honest oh, really? Um, not really i got more as the month went on but there was something on page nine that I liked, um, our understanding of what something is. It's just a snapshot. The universe is, a con is in a constant state of change. Our nails grow and are cut and then keep on growing. New skin replaces dead skin. Old memories are replaced by new memories. Um, and it says, are we still the same people and are the people around us the same? Nothing is exempt from this fluidity, not even the things that we hold most sacred. And to me, it just highlighted the... Um, like when it talked about the nails and the skin and stuff, there's things that are changing around us all the time, but you don't always stop and notice that they're happening. 
Um, you know, you, you, you see your kids and then you look back at photos of them a year ago and you, you sort of think, you know, they've changed, but until you actually take note of it and look at it, you don't always, um, you know, comprehend that change as it's happening or at the speed that it's happening. Right. And, and I think, um, you know, sometimes people just think that things should stay the same all the time and they, they don't accept the fact that things are going to change, things will change. And you've got to be ready for that change. You've got to you, you've got to have your mind always ready for change and and how you're going to react to it. And similar to what Cam said, it's it's not about the change; it's about how you react to it. Nice. What about the what about the line on um, day seven where the <clears throat> Alexander the Great's crossing a river and a philosopher stands in his path? Yes. How good is the line? He says, <clears throat> one of Alexander the Great's soldiers says to the philosopher. This man has conquered the world. What have you done? And the response was, I've conquered the need to conquer the world. How good is that? Yeah. Mm. Uh, um, and the, the other quote from that is, want to have a good empire, then rule over yourself. I've got a tattoo across my chest that says Vincent Quest, Vincent, which in Latin means he conquers who conquers himself, which is basically saying to take on the world or to, to achieve anything you want to achieve, you've, you've got to conquer yourself first there's yeah. never any battle against yourself and i thought i hadn't heard it put another way apart from that when i read that this is the man who's conquered the world what have you done i thought that was a bloody brilliant line for people who yes, chasing chasing the dream or chasing fame and fortune or chasing um you know trophies instead of chasing the, the win over themselves is um yeah well it's actually uh, not the first time that is in the book um it was in the previous month and really, I, I like November 7th. Uh, yeah. A lot of people think that they have to run after material possessions before they can be happy or sometimes get fame, notoriety or making sure that their children succeed before they feel like successful. And, and really, he, from November 7th, he's preparing the fact that the only thing we need to conquer is ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if we grow, we'll be fine. And, and hence, I really like... Um, how at the end of the chapter he says we need to learn to rule over ourselves, and which reminds me of a line, even though they don't like lines, um, where it says there's only one thing tougher than diamonds, and that is to know oneself. Yeah, that's never very good. Good. All right. So anything else for the first ten pages? All uh, right. I got to number twelve before. All right. Then what's uh, eleven to twenty? I had number 12, which was pretty simple. The box buck stops here. It just talks about responsibility again, which I think if you were to replay um, all these podcasts, I think it's spoken about in just about every month that yep. you are responsible and you alone are responsible. And um, if you're seeing something you're not happy with, you need to look in the mirror because there's a, you're the one eventually that's caused it. So yeah. um, it's a, a bloody good... Uh, given the circumstances we're in, which we weren't in when we started reading these months, we weren't in lockdown when we um, started reading these months, but a lot of this is very relevant to what's going on today and probably what happened last time we are in lockdown. We saw a lot of failures in leadership last time in our, in our own businesses, in the businesses around us, in the world in general. Um, and a lot of it, you know, except what's happened to you and it's how you react to what happened. Everything we've spoken about so far is very pertinent to the situation we're currently in. Um, and, and the buck stops here is one of them. You know, can't blame other people for external events. What happens from here on going forward is on you, not on anybody else. So, um, I know we keep repeating the same line, but um, it's well, you know, throw enough mud, eventually some of it will stick, hopefully. Yeah. Mm. 
third aim was the same, never complain, never explain. You know, we've got to stay away from blaming, complaining and justifying because they're just excuses. You know? Something happens, understand it, learn from it, move on. Don't blame yeah. anyone else for it. I love 16 where hope and fear are the same. That, that is just crazy because a lot, of, a lot of people think that hope is, is so, so much higher than fear. Mm. But really, in the end, they, they are the same. Well, they're both imaginary things, aren't they? Yeah. And, and also, they, they, a fear is a hope that's not going to happen. Hope is hope it's going to happen. So it, it's the same basis. It's the same thing where you're putting your destiny into something that is out there and hoping that the winds of the gods going to change the course of the events. When really, if you understood it, everything's in your own two hands. It's up to you to do something about it. Yeah, it's a good and, one. 17, I've got no, number seven, uh, November 17, uh, judge not least. Um, I've just simply put, just because we know or we can, doesn't mean we should. That word's last, mate, not least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Read not last. Um, <laughs> you still there, Chris? No, no, yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Good, you just like the sound of your own voice, but I thought you'd let you go. No, we'll judge not less. <laughs> so, we so, what did, so what did you get out of that? Uh, it's uh, a lot of people think they should be giving advice or because they can give advice or because they think they know better, but sometimes they just need to let people travel their own journey and work out them. And the old saying, you know, the, the student appear will when the teacher is ready when the student will appear or whatever they're saying is. Um, so for me, it was just a lot of people think they should be doing something or because they can, but they just, need to look just take a moment for it talks about judging people right so yeah. i'm saying just because we're reading these books and just because we think we're smart just because we're stoics and philosophers gives us the right to judge anybody else but we don't what reading this and and doing all this stuff should do is empower us to be able to accept people for where they're at because that's that's the stoic message so uh, and it's working i'm accepting you cam yeah, thank you. It hasn't worked on me, mate, because I still think you're a dick. Um, <laughs> oh, Deb, we keep judging Chris's wine, mate. We haven't learned a thing. This might just be yours, right? <laughs> yeah, mate. It did. It did. Okay, so anybody else for 10 to 20? I had 14. Um, the topic of the or the heading of the page was you choose the outcome. It said an event itself is objective, but how we describe it, that it was unfair or that it was a great calamity or that they did it on purpose is on us. Yeah. And um, for me, it was just, you know, there's lots of things that happen and, yeah, it's, it's not about what it is that's happened. It's about how you react to it, how you talk about it, how you, you know, go forward from whatever it is that that event is, is what's important. Right. We touched on that a bit earlier. It's, uh, Jack Canfield has a formula for this. That when he people say to you, you tell people you, you're 100% responsible for everything that's ever happened to you. And people say, oh, well, I got cancer. That's not my fault. Or I got this. That's not my fault. As Meg's just said, it's not what happens to you that creates the outcome. It's how you respond to what happens to you that creates the outcome. So Jack Canfield's um, algorithm for it is E plus R equals O, which is event plus response equals the outcome. The event doesn't determine the outcome. Your reaction to it does. A lot of people don't understand that. Um, they get a bit funny at you when you say, well, hang on, you're 100% responsible for everything good or bad that happened to you. It's because of the reaction that you have to that event. And yeah. COVID's so different. That's what we're talking about, it being relevant to today. I mean, we just got extended for another two weeks and people are going to react to that a different way. You can react to it in a way that 
makes the world worse for you or you can react to it in a way that makes the world better for you. And that's completely on you. That's not on the government or anybody else. That's on you. Mm. I, I, I actually like the last line in November 14, Meg, where it, he talks about acceptance. And I think it's November 11th. He actually refers to that with um, uh, President um, <coughs> Roosevelt, who got um, at the age of 39, he started to develop polio. And from that day onwards, he couldn't walk anymore. And, and they talk about acceptance and versus being passive. When you accept things, that doesn't mean that you do nothing. That doesn't mean to sit there and you go, oh, well, here it is, I accept my life. That, that has nothing to do with that. So what we need to refocus really on is accept our situation, but then fight for better, you know? And so acceptance doesn't mean being passive. I love that. I think we sort of glossed over the, the title of the month, which is um, the, the saying, more which is a love of fate. The month is based on understanding that you're not in complete control of your fate, so enjoying it and accepting yeah. it. But as Thomas just said, not being passive towards it. Um, I hadn't heard that before, that, that, that saying. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting concept because it's yeah. based around loving everything that happens to you regardless because you didn't really have a choice in it. I actually Googled it before I even like went past the title of the page. I'm like, what does that mean? And well, I if, know you a, it, if you had a read page one of the month, you would have seen. If you had have let me finish, Cam, <laughs> what I was about to say was before I even turned the page, I thought, well, that's really interesting. So I Googled it and then it told me a little bit about it. And then I read the chapter and I learned, oh, I it. <laughs> But thank you for pointing that no, out. That's all right. I'm here to help, not to judge. Yeah. Got it. Loud I've read a book. I've Since read a book. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, still do, he still doesn't understand that all of us have got so much light around us. He's so dark. <laughs> that's an insight. He still into doesn't our, get it. He still that's doesn't an insight get it. into our souls. <laughs> all right. So, anybody Stole else? Mine. If not, then let's move on from 21st to 30th. 22 is an interesting concept. Um, if we consider all the possibilities, we'd be less affected when it actually happens. It's a bit of a morbid thought, but it talks about the reason we get so shocked when worst case scenarios happen is because we don't let ourselves consider that worst case scenarios might actually happen, whether it be someone dying or going broke or, you know, your spouse cheating on you or something like that. So it sort of tells us to at least consider all the possibilities of any situation and then if it does happen to go wrong you won't be so badly affected but it's a bit of a I mean it's a bit confronting if you want to sit there and take every aspect of your life and sit there and go what's the absolute worst that could happen here who wants to sit there and think about that shit all day you know um, so I thought it was an interesting concept he had there. Mm. I think what it's about though it's about always working on yourself to improve so that when things do go wrong, you're able to conquer it no matter what it is, not necessarily thinking of all the situations that might be and what you could do in those situations, but just always making your mind strong so that no matter what it is that's thrown at you, you just deal with it. Mm. Yeah, I, heard a saying, I heard a saying once that it was, I'd rather be a failed optimist and uh, sorry, an optimist that was wrong than a pessimist that was right. Mm. So, no, that's not the same. Okay. <laughs> that's not the same. No, it was judge you least. It's a, the saying is, I'd rather spend 
my life with an optimist who's always wrong than a right. pessimist who's always right. Right. But I think that goes well with the glass is already broken. <laughs> no, you quoted a saying, so that's what I'm saying. All right, so you fixed, you fixed the saying, all right? That's, thanks for that. Yeah, cheers. My, my November 22nd was a little bit weird for me because the question I had is, do we have to embrace pessimism? Should, should we wake up in the morning? And, and I think one of the, one of the thoughts is that the Stoics believe that every morning we should really swallow a toad because everything else that we taste that day is going to taste way better than that toad. So really, I, I don't know. I, I probably won't agree to getting my life down to that level in order to enjoy the rest of my day. Yeah, that's why I thought it was interesting. That's why I wrote it. That's why I had it as one of my things because I'm not sure whether we should be looking at every situation and going, what's the worst that could actually happen here? Why not enjoy it for what right. it is? Yeah. Okay, um, what's next? No, I wasn't back till the 27th, so. Well, then you go 27, man. We go 27, man. Tune out the negative. It just talks about not partaking in any activity around you. We have a choice whether we watch the news, whether we listen to someone who's talking rubbish to us. TL's got very good at the moment at hanging up on people and pretending it was a phone cutting out when someone's talking <laughs> negative crap. I, and, uh, oh, it was definitely the phone cutting out, wasn't it, mate? <laughs> but it, it, it's actually I can I got to a phase after reading the Four Agreements a long time ago where anyone who'd talk any negative crap to me I'd just walk away from them and that was a pretty very powerful at the time put me in a real good headspace and you forget and I'm getting much better at it now when there's people you talk to on a daily basis who all they do is whinge and complain about everything that's going on in the world it really doesn't add anything to your life but you've got a choice over whether you actually talk to that person or not the phone can go dead at any minute and uh You'd be surprised. Try it for a week, and anytime anyone says anything negative to you, you walk away from them or just end the conversation. How much better you feel? Just um, yeah. So I like twenty-seven. It goes hand in hand with twenty-eight. It comes. It's not on them. It's on you. Um, if someone's slipping up, kindly correct them and point out what they missed. But if you can't, blame yourself or no one. Um, I think it, it works in well with that, and that's some um, that, that I that I pointed out. It comes back to what we're saying before. Just because you come, sometimes can point it out to someone. Sometimes, maybe you shouldn't, um, and just look look inward, or maybe it's just not a problem that you need to worry about. That's nice. Mm, I liked twenty seven as well, Cam. It reminded me of something that Amanda Gore said, and something that I've been doing for a while, but um, not watching the news, not listening to the news, not letting all that stuff fill your head. Um, just tune out to it. You're going to hear what you need to hear anyway. Yeah. And all the rest of it, you don't need. Yeah. Yeah, same with social media. Same reason I took Facebook off my phone. Um, there's nothing, there's not a lot of good, but it, it, you've got to be stricter with it too. I think you can be like that with people. Um, it becomes really powerful. Yeah, not listening to the news and yeah, you know, that's easy stuff, but do it with someone who constantly have a negative conversations with you. And, and by tuning out or by stopping the conversation dead or just saying, look, I don't want to hear it walking away, you might actually help them realise what they're doing. Which oh, well, which listen, uh, I have to say that I was like that, but since I've known you, I have practised the art of uh, acceptance. Mate, you're full and, of shit because the phone cuts out. The, and the art of compassion. But, you know, you're, you're proving my point because now I get halfway through a sentence and realise what I'm doing and then I've got a choice. Do I really want to fuck with TL or do I let him off the hook this time? And more often than not, I keep going. But <laughs> I think once last week you asked me if I was just ringing to fuck with you and I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. 
And what, what, and what happened after that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you had the choice. Yeah. <laughs> you just ring in to dump your shit on me? Yeah, I'm probably ringing to do that. At least I was honest about it. <laughs> well, I, I loved uh, the 26th um, because in November 26th, really, for me, there was a line in there that really resonates with me. Most of us run after competition, uh, even the very simple competition. And, and I think that in life, really, the only person you need to compete with is, is against yourself. When you start to measure your own performance, your own life versus others, that line on, on that second page, measuring ourselves against other, makes acceptance difficult. Mm. It's hard to then accept yourself. And I think and that's the you being five foot seven and trying to measure yourself against someone who's six foot two to you. That's right. And, and then suddenly be a very, I mean, how do you feel knowing you're so big and so stupid? Oh. <laughs> 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 you went into business with him, mate. I'm sorry, but... I try to compare, but it hurts my neck looking down. So I can't. My car. So there's no comparison here. Oh, dear Emmy. See, I, I don't compare. I don't even have to look up. No. All right. Anything else, guys? No, not all this. All right. No. Well, that was me for me for that month. Yeah. Meg, have you got anything else? No. All right, then. Well, then that is it for November. <laughs>